Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is me, Gav. With me this week is Emma. Just the two of us. It's going to be a little bit different this week. We're going to do some winners. We're going to do some losers. We're going to look at the weekend's football. Why we're doing those winners and losers. We're going to have a look at the midweek uh, games coming up. We're going to play some Bet Me, where you, the viewers, are going to pick our team for us for the Manchester United uh, visit to Liverpool and we'll get to that later and um, we're going to talk about our charity we're going to talk about loads of different things as we go out through the evening uh, Emma how are you? Yeah good good another game out of the way the quad is on mm-hmm. it's happening yeah okay no matter what and, and do, you know what's, do you know what's even great you're starting to see videos of people that are saying like they have their hands they're like they're going to actually do it aren't they yeah so it's not just us thinking it now it's it's other 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 fans as well. So, look and like we've said on this before, if it doesn't come off, it doesn't happen. It was a great ride anyway, but it definitely is going to happen. Okay, you were nice and confident. I like to see. Um, <laughs> look, it's um, it was a it was a mad weekend of football. I thought, and um, when you look at you know the, the FA Cups cup games, you look at the bottom of the league, you look at the top four, um, a lot going on a lot going on but um let me see i'm just getting some sorted here for us there we go um we're gonna go through we'll have some winners we'll have some losers if anybody if anybody has any um winners or losers that they want to throw in um when i give you the show throw them in and we might add them into what we're doing because i think we've picked one or two each but we might get we might get tomorrow so check uh go and do that if you want to as well um but i want to start with something that i feel we should start with um, it's it's awful news to be perfectly honest with you. And you know we're going we're into a build up now with um, Liverpool versus Manchester United. Um, but some very very sad news came out this evening with regards to Cristiano Ronaldo and his partner, Georgina Rodriguez. Um, it goes a bit like this for anybody that hasn't heard about it. I'll read it out for you. Um, it says it it is with our deepest sadness we have to announce that our baby boy has passed away. It is the greatest pain that any parents can feel. 
Only the birth of our baby girl gives us the strength to live this moment with some hope and happiness. We would like to thank the doctors and nurses for all their expert care and support. We are all devastated at the loss and we kindly ask for privacy at this very difficult time. Our baby boy, you are our angel. We will always love you. Um, kind of puts it in perspective, doesn't it, Emma? Like we're talking about, we're talking about quadruples and we're talking about stuff like that. We're, we're, we're leading up to a game against Manchester United, which we were going to discuss later on anyway. But um, that's horrific news, regardless of who the player is, who he's played for. Um, yeah. It's just horrific, isn't it? I, I said it in the, the Telegram. He's a human being. so and, and unfortunately, that there are people out there that will forget that. Yeah, he's a world worldwide megastar. But he still hurts and suffers the same as myself, yourself, or anybody else. And it's I, I, I can't even begin to even imagine the pain and suffering that they're they're gonna go through at that loss. It's it's absolutely horrific. Um and not not even taken away from it, but for every for every Ronaldo and Georgina, there's a John and Mary in Tipperary or in Manchester or in Glasgow. Um do you know what I mean? And that's why and I know that your charity partner is Felicon. They they help deal with stuff like this. Um Look, Ronaldo's going to get hundreds of thousands of well wishes from from everybody. Um, This news won't not touch anywhere in the world for Ronaldo. But it's charities like Felicon that look after the likes of John and Mary or Brian and Patricia or whoever it is. The people that go unnoticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that's what I'm saying. So, like, this is... His is his is going to be worldwide news. While there's millions of others that will go through this as well, and that's why some some charity like Felicon is really important for those people that don't have thousands of well wishers and people to try and comfort them. Mm. Felicon is they step in and and do that work as well. Like so, yeah. But it's 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 awful news, regardless of world megastar or whether you're just an ordinary Joe soap down the road. I can't. I I, I don't even. It, it doesn't even bear thinking about. I'm I'm a dad. You're a dad. Like you said it yourself earlier on, it would nearly finish it off. Like I have to say, yeah. Like you know, Ronaldo won't be at Anfield tomorrow night. Um, I don't know when you'll see Ronaldo again playing for Manchester United. Um, if it was me in his position, you wouldn't see me again um, for this season anyway, um, because it's 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 just horrific, you know. And and I didn't know his his partner was pregnant with twins because I, I don't follow. Ronaldo or what he does or you know I just don't um, and then I seen I, I actually seen someone tweet today saying that's horrific news about Ronaldo and I was like what and I had to look it up and then actually realised that his partner was pregnant with twins and um, it, look it's just you know we're we're all excited about football and we're, and we're you know there's nothing wrong with that but when you think of it today you know I think everybody that's at Anfield um, tomorrow night or is watching the game um, on TV We'll take a minute to think about Ronaldo's partner and, and of course, the child that he just had um, in the loss of their son. So, you know, it's 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 terrible. Um, I I didn't think it was right to, sh- to open the show or anything other than this because um, it, it goes above and beyond football. You know, it really does. So, from me and everyone at the LFC Day Trippers, and I'm sure everyone in this chat and every Liverpool fan out there, um, we'd like to offer our condolences to Ronaldo and, and his partner uh, and their families. Um, you know, 
we will talk about our charity later on and this isn't us trying to plug a charity off the back of this it's not that at all but um we will talk about our charity later but it's horrendous news it's terribly sad and look we're not going to come in here and tell, tell you we're the biggest fans of Ronaldo because we're not you know but um as a human being and as a man that and, and, a, and, and a woman that's going through what they're going through at the moment um I hope to see Ronaldo back on the pitch soon enjoying himself I think that's that's the least we could we could offer to Ronaldo um even as a Manchester United player um to see him back on the pitch enjoying himself and getting the support um in a kind of live sense um from not only Manchester United fans but I'm sure other grounds that he will visit or travelling supporters coming to Old Trafford um for people to reach out and show a bit of respect to him um and show that this does does go beyond football at times. Um, I think will be really really nice. So we just wanted to say that before um, we moved on. Um, we're going to do winners and losers. Um, if you're in the chat and you want to throw a winner or loser at us, we might just freestyle this for most of the show where we just go, oh yeah, that's a good one, and we go with that for a minute. But Emma, um, let let's start you off with a loser of the week. Who would you like to go with a loser of the week? So I think I sent you earlier on Arteta and Arsenal, but I could have easily sent you Spurs. Um, but I leaned more so towards Arsenal because Spurs played the early game and Arsenal were going up against Southampton. I had a chance to get right back neck and neck with them and they went and tr- threw it away. <laughs> um, they went on a, a tear of about five or six, was it five or six? Probably more than five or six wins. Mm. Put together a good run. Went through a bit of a bad patch, I think it was Palace, Brighton and now Southampton. And like I said, Spurs went out and did what Spurs do. Very Spursy, losing to, to Brighton. Um, and Arsenal had a chance to get right back into it and absolutely fluffed it. And I don't, I, I'm, I don't see who wants fourth place anymore. It's just crazy. It's, 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 it's normally exciting the race for, for fourth. Um, it's and becoming a bit farcical. Yeah, it, it, and it, like, look, there's not normally you have the bottom is cut and dry. I think the actual the, the the race for or the race against relegation or the fight against relegation has been a lot more interesting than the race for the top four. If I'm being perfectly honest, this season. Well, um, what you, more what, interesting you ex- what you expect from the bottom three, bottom four, bottom five, wherever it might be, is not to win many games, and when you pick up points, it's like oh. You know, um, someone's picked up a point, but it's literally in the top four. minutes minutes, like nobody winning games, and oh, somebody's picked up a point. You know, Spurs play. I checked on about eighty minutes. I think about eighty minutes, and he hadn't had a shot on target um, against Brighton. Um, we were waxing lyrical. People were waxing lyrical the week before about Kane and Son and uh, Kuzalevsky. Is that his name? Um, I always get that wrong. Um, about are they the best front three in, in Europe at the minute and stuff like that and then they go and they do that and you know they'd gotten they'd, they'd taken advantage of an Arsenal defeat at home to Brighton the week before and you went oh they're really back in here they're gone I think they went ahead of Arsenal with a game in hand um, Arsenal had a game in hand and then you look at it and you go right they lose and you think Arsenal if they can win, they get back them points they lost last week to Spurs and they still have a game in hand. They still have to play. Do they still have to play Spurs? I think they do. Um yeah. United win. They 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 managed the pox a win against uh Norwich 3 2 and from all accounts Norwich probably should have had more out of the game. 
and you're looking around and you're saying that, and, and actually not only top four it, to me it just looks like the gap between the top two possibly Chelsea just continues to get bigger it just mm. continues to get bigger like and we've gone through a lot of them about Spurs losing a load of money need badly need to get this top four Arsenal to keep the players that they have um, a young and up and coming stars you would say and Saka Martinelli etc need it Manchester United or Manchester United they just feel that they should be there they need it and none of them seem to want it you know you'd win this weekend but you know you'd I think it'd take them one point from the previous two games you know it's it's all over the place isn't it I don't know I'm giving up predicting it because I, I, you're making a fool of yourself every fucking week at this stage I mean. <laughs> maybe the loser should be Position four to seven. Yeah, <laughs> all of them. It's ridiculous. <laughs> they, they could be they could be a loser each week. I think normally you'd see. I think a gap you normally see kind of opening up around the, between kind of like sixth and seventh place, but it's actually all the way down to ninth place now, where Leicester are nine points behind Wolves now, and now they have a couple of games in hand. Like, but like you're looking at Southampton and Brighton, and they don't really have anything to fight for. Like I, I know I've said on here that. Like you get some strange results in the back end of a season, but you always expect those results to come from teams that are actually scrapping for something. I mean, Southampton and Brighton and the likes could nearly... I know they're looking to get into the top half, but you can nearly be playing with their flip-flops on at this stage. But yet they both go out and take, take the scalp off Spurs and Arsenal. Yeah, and, so and it's, Brighton, it's crazy. <coughs> Brighton have Man City as well this week. For me... Like I said, just trying to predict this, I think, is, is absolute madness now at this stage. You know, I know you know you'd have to go to Arsenal. Arsenal have to go to Spurs. Arsenal also have to go to Chelsea. Um, Spurs have to go to Liverpool. So there's going, to, there's loads, loads is going to happen here. I can't see anyone pulling away here. Loads is going to happen. I think this could be a mirror image of last season when we went into the final day, and Liverpool, Liverpool, Chelsea, Leicester. Mm. If I remember right, we're all kind of looking for uh, two places. And I think that's where it'll go, whereas, you know, it'll be three looking for one. Because nobody's shown any sort of form. You know, you couldn't tell me you could pick a winner between Arsenal and Spurs at the minute. You couldn't pick one between United and Arsenal. You know, and all right, that Arsenal game in hand is probably Chelsea away. But Chelsea could be looking going, we've an FA Cup final coming. You know, <laughs> we don't really, we're, we're happy where we are. We're going to be toured regardless. It's all very fucking strange. It's all very strange. I think um, I think West Ham West Ham it's it is gonna I think it is gonna be between those three because I think West Ham are looking forward now to their They have to look at the, Euro, the European semi final, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have to, don't they? You know, yeah. they're in a the semi final there and look if they manage to get they've, they've been in grey form in Europe, West Ham in fairness, and we don't mention them an awful lot on this show or on this channel, but they've been in grey form and the league's probably got away from them a little bit because of this Europa League form. You see them at the weekend, they draw one over Burnley. But I think it's okay for West Ham to put all their eggs in that Europa League basket because they're probably, even with a bit of patchy form towards the end of the season, they probably finish in the top seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in that top seven, because Liverpool and, and Chelsea are in a, in a FA Cup final, I think another place goes to the league. So you're probably looking at seven getting into Europe and they possibly would get in there. So a little bit of insurance for West Ham there. Plus, what's left in that Europa League? I think they have a chance. I think they have a real chance. I think if they get through the semi-final, 
it's a final. Anything can happen. We've all seen it. You know what I mean? And we've been involved in finals where you see anything can happen. So I think West Ham, a bit like Liverpool in 2015, 16, um, where Klopp just put all his eggs in that Europa League basket. Turns out we lost it and we didn't get into Europe. But we kicked on anyway. And West Ham will be, will be, I think West Ham be happy if they didn't get Europe, but got to a final maybe or, or even the semi-final is a brilliant achievement for them anyway Kevo Sullivan has got of a more the way Moyes has managed this season he's been really good um, in fairness to him and West Ham have been really good I think the league has caught up with them a bit maybe that's due to the size of our squad but overall they've, they've managed it really well um, uh, I don't know how to say this fella's name so I'm going to call him J4 if that's okay um, he says I mean do you honestly think Moyes won't crap the bed in the final well the thing about it is if he gets to a final because of the size of his squad, it's not like he has a huge array of options where he can overthink things. You know, um, stuff that's been thrown up Guardiola before, an array of talent, an array of options. You know, um, it's just, he, he can only really go out with the team he has. West Ham potentially playing a final a few days after City, we can forget a favour there, says Alan C. Yeah, but it could be also be West Ham players trying to play for a place in the final. So you can look at it either way. Um, and you don't know what way City um, would be or what position they might be in um, going into that game um, they have a semi-final as well surely don't they yeah yeah. So, they'll all be played around about the same time don't yeah. they the Europa and yeah. the Champions League so yeah. can I throw a winner in the week of, of um, Brentford because I just I was looking up a stat about how they um, how they were before Ericsson arrived and how they are since Ericsson arrived. And um, I have to say, look, I was looking at the league and, and they're well out of it now. Like they've just, they've just stormed um, through points over the last couple of weeks. And when you look at it and you think where they were, and I remember going back they're 11th at the minute, 39 points. They're like, they're 14 points clear of the drops on. They can't go down. They just no. can't go down. Um, but, when we were looking at them a couple of weeks ago, Emma, we thought they're in serious trouble. They were dropping like an absolute stone. But fair play to them. Their fourth season um, in the Premier League. And, and they've really done well. They've really, really done well. They've won their last three. Away to Chelsea, home to West Ham, away to Watford. Before that, they were beaten by Leicester. They beat Burnley. They beat Norwich. You know, th- that was after a really bad run. But just quickly on them, 11th place. Um, I think it's brilliant for them. And I think that... I think they've tried to play the right way as well. Yeah, I think the few weeks ago when we were talking about it, they, they were a lot of people's favourite to be the in the bottom three because they were sinking like a stone. And you don't like to always put it to one player, but he has literally come in there and completely changed the games in a lot of their games. Like he's, I don't know how many goals. I know he has, I think he has two goals, is it? I don't know. He has a, probably a handful of assists as well. Mm. Completely changed. The only worry for them is, is there's already talk that Spurs would welcome him back uh, if he was open to a move. So oh, well, they're going to find it really difficult to hold on to him, will he? I think, I think <clears throat> he's only under contract at the end of the season, isn't he? Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. I think he's. I think it's a short-term deal. Now, having said that, Brentford could have put something in place where it's a, it's a short-term deal, but we have an option to extend. Um, and I'd be surprised if they haven't got that actually, because it would have. Uh, uh, I'd say that deal would have um, would have weighed heavily in Brentford's favour when they were when they were kind of um, going through it, you know, because of what's happened to Christian Eriksen in the last year. But um, 
I'd love to see him stay at Brentford for another yeah. year. I think fair play to them for taking that bit of a risk on him, um, letting him play, um, getting the best out of him. He seems to be enjoying himself, but you never know. I'd have Ericsson at Liverpool tomorrow. I think he's a fantastic footballer. But um, Sam Tandy says Ericsson's signing was massive for Brentford and lift for the club. But, but they're staying up. And um, it'd be interesting to see because somebody says they'd be a bit like Sheffield United. Um, really good four seasons. See how it goes in the second. Um, uh, Kevin that Bonson. happens a lot, of, a lot of clubs though, doesn't it? Second yeah, season, the second season is the hardest because you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're figuring out a little bit and people get cop onto you a little bit. Um, only a six-month loan deal, says Kevin Ball, um, but would think he stays with them after they gave him the opportunity. Yeah, I think so. I, I'd like to see him, and don't get me wrong, I love. I, I think he's a fantastic footballer, um, and I'd love to see him at Liverpool. Um, but, you know, looking at it, my heart kind of says, now, if go, go up. Go with Brentford for another year. I think I think it's been good for him. It's been good for um it's been good for them as well. So let's I think it's there. it's a lot to do with the manager though, wasn't it? He's Danish, isn't he? Frank? Yeah. He's Danish, so I'd say it's probably I think he is, yeah. He may have known him outside of football and known somebody belonging to him through football or something like that. And that's probably why he ended up at Brentford. Yeah. Um as much as them taking a risk on him. But um yeah, you'd like to think and he, he seems like a decent chap as well, like so You'd like to maybe think that he'll say, look, I'll give it another six months, see how we go. Yeah. Um, Chris Black wants to give a shout to um, Sadio Mane. Six goals in seven games and number nine was brilliant yesterday. Bullied City. Chris is in the chat, so Chris will keep an eye out for our bet mate stuff later. We call it the team from as he go. He'll put it through our app for us and we go from there. Um, what do you make of this thing with Burnley? Sacking. Thing. Now, before we go on... <laughs> I've seen rumours about fucking Deutsch and Duncan Ferguson and all sorts, and I haven't got a clue if it's true or not. So I'm going down the route that it's not. Okay, and we're not going to discuss it. But overall, it's a fucking mad one, Emmy. Yeah, it's crazy. I, like, I think, I don't know who I, I was listening to earlier on, and they were saying that, Duncan, uh, sorry, Duncan Ferguson, uh, Deutsch should be like, he should be the mayor of Burnley at this stage the things that he's done for the club. It, it's a really strange one. Like, and I know we're kind of thinking to ourselves, right, well, we'll go with the rumours not being true, but you kind of ne- nearly have to think to yourself, it has to be something along those lines or something has changed or some, he's done something that's so bad that they felt that they've had to get rid of him because I know they're down the bottom of the league, but they're nearly always down there. And like he still has seven games to go. I just think it's really strange to try and change it when he's kept them up so often and for so long to go change it right at the end. Like he, they could be writing their own. Yeah, like uh, down into the championship there. Like the thing is, right? If we take it on face value that it's done as a footballing decision, all right. Surely after what Deutsch has done, like Kevin Sullen says the Deutsch decision had to happen, but it should have happened weeks ago, right? But it hasn't happened weeks ago. And now we're seven games from the end or whatever it is. Surely for what Deutsch has done. Now I know it was a bit there was a bit of controversy with him the start of I wanna say this season or the season before where do you remember they let Jeff Hendrick go without him knowing? They didn't offer him a contract, just let him go. Sean Dyche didn't know where it. Sean Dyche wasn't happy. And there was, was rumour then that he would walk from Borney, but he didn't. Um, 
But unless unless you're ready to bring somebody in and say to yourself, right, a Sam Allardyce, where you try to get, you know, a Sam Allardyce-esque type manager, where you just go for it, hope to do something over seven games, keep yourself up. Or you bring in someone like an Eddie Howe, where you go, he's going in. If they stay up, great. If they don't, he's in the championship. He's a good championship manager. And we're looking to the future. But but he wouldn't bring Eddie Howe because he brought him in before and he got homesick because he was an hour from his gaff. But but you know what I mean? Like, but this is like Ben Me standing on the sideline helping to manage the team. It's it's he's the fucking centre half. It just it just seems very very weird. And maybe there's something behind um, other issues away from football. But if it's not, if it comes out that it's just being one of those decisions where they go right. Grant, um, we don't think he can keep us up by letting him go. It's a very strange decision for me, Emma. I, I, I think, like you said there, you'd, you'd have somebody in place, and that's why. And I'm sure, like thousands of others, as soon as I heard the news, I thought Big Sam is coming in till the end of the season. Um, but the fact that they they don't, there's been no kind of talk of them having somebody coming in, and obviously you've got the usual betting sites put up the favourites for the job and stuff like that. The fact that they don't actually have somebody in place, and I know it only happened a couple of days ago, would suggest that it was a, an out-of-the-blue decision. It wasn't a planned decision because they don't actually have somebody there. Um, again, not getting back to the rumours, but it, it, to me it's something has happened and they've they've had to... Let him go. Yeah, because Jonathan says the relationship between Deutsch and the owners have been has been deteriorating recently. A lack of investment, etc. Yeah, that goes back to I think it might have been the start of this season or last season. It was definitely something around Jeff Hendrick because Jeff Hendrick was up only, and all of a sudden, bang, he was gone. Um, he was they were letting people go, and Deutsch was like, "What the fuck's going on?" Um, let me see. Uh, Avo says, um, a lad in his in his place as a Burnley fan he's been calling for Deutsch to be booted for a while saying he's ran his course that's fine if he's ran his course but you don't I, I find it very strange to make that decision as Burnley were a manager for that long with seven games to go Um, you know I think they've I, I, this is basically um, this is basically sealed Everton's survival I think in the Premier League um, which is fucking annoying me because I really wanted that even to go down to the last day you know where they're absolutely sweating but they're three points ahead of Burnley with the same game you know the games played I think um, so we'll have to wait and see anything could happen even if they even if they even if they said look by mutual consent we're going to part ways in the summer mm. that would nearly even royal the players up or even the mm. fans themselves let's go and do it now for him he's leaving us at the end of the season but for it to be just cut and dry <laughs> One minute he's there, one minute he's gone. It's just there's something going on. And I get that people are saying that it's been deteriorating. And it's find it difficult to think that they're having an argument in April about not spending. Like maybe in January, if he went at the end of January or maybe mid-February. Yeah. yeah. Um, Where he didn't the fact get that something it's just literally out of the blue. It, there's something else going on other than I don't think it's a footballing decision if I'm being perfectly honest because they'd have somebody already in place I think mm. Laura Duffy says usually the players will have a feeling that it was coming but by all accounts all the players who've been spoken to said it came out of the blue so look I'm sure um, I'm sure at some stage it'll all come out in the wash and um, we'll know what's going on but I just thought Bournley was a bit mad let's have a couple of winners um, if you have any winners of the week um, throw them in there and um, we'll have a discussion on them any winners for us, Emma? Um, 
Jared, I'm going to call him Jared Gillet. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I refuse to say Jonah name because, I, yeah, I hate okay. that name. It gives me yeah. shivers down my back. Yeah. So, um, do, 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 the referee, use, do, do you use Gillette shaving cream or anything like that? No. <laughs> yeah, no. but it's like Big Brother. I put the black over so you can't <laughs> see it. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Um, but, um, yeah, so Jared Gillet, um, the referee in the Newcastle and Leicester game yesterday. Um, and it's something that a lot of people missed. I actually saw it on uh, Ref Watch, I think it was, this morning. So Newcastle are breaking down the left wing. They're in the 95th minute, and the ball comes. I can't remember who gets on the ball. Oh, it's actually um, Willock, I think it is, that's on the ball, and he's making a, a run down the left wing. And Mendy from Leicester is absolutely swinging out Joel Linton. He actually takes him down to the ground. It's more like a rugby tackle. And uh, a lot of referees would have called a foul there and then. In fact, there was some people actually, when I watched the video, some of the comments were like, the referee should have blown for a foul. But he actually played advantage. Mm. Um, and that's the ball into the box then that Guimaraes actually got the winning goal from. So I thought it was a really good decision by him. I know referees get an awful lot of stick um, for decisions. Um, but I just thought it was a really good bit of refereeing for him. Um, for him to be a winner. He also uh, overturned. He actually made it. He made a wrong call earlier on in the game, I think, with... Schmeichel had the ball in between his legs, but from his positioning, there was a couple of players around him, but it looked like he could have been down on the ball, but he actually only had it between his legs, and Gomez kicked it out between his legs, but he went again, went to the went to the pitch side monitor and uh, overruled himself and uh, gave the goal. And mm. um, No surprise that he's actually Australian, not English, mm. so um, that's probably where the big, good decisions come from. <laughs> there was a big thing made about him because when it was announced that he was leaving... Um, is it the A-League yeah. the A-League yeah I was going yeah. to say the AFL but that's completely wrong um, when he was leaving there I think there was a video that gone around at the time of him mic'd up in his last it was yeah. one of his last games I think and he's mic'd up and he's going through the whole game and you can see the decisions he's making and he's talking to his, his assistants and the fourth official and he's talking to players and he's explaining stuff and he actually looked really good because you could hear everything he was saying and the reason behind what he was doing. So there was kind of a bit of a, there was a bit of a deal made of the fact that he was coming to the Premier League. I haven't seen a lot of him reffing. I've seen him. He did a year in the championship first, I think, before. Yeah, and, and I've seen him, I've seen him, um, he's been on VAR a couple of times, but, um, that is good to see that mm. he's overruling himself and he's playing some advantage and there's no problem playing advantage because if the ball goes in the box and Gomez doesn't get it and he don't score, pull it back. He's failed here. It's a free kick. You know, I'm letting this go for five seconds to see what happens. That's what it's all about. And do you know something? It's, it's, isn't it funny that a simple thing like giving advantage, we have to give heap praise on somebody for doing it because of the standard that we've seen. You know, that's sort of way. Like we should, it should be just going. Ah, oh, yeah, that's just what happens. You know, yeah. but now it feels like you have to overemphasize every good decision they make because of what's gone on before. Like I think, um, uh, what's his name, referee in Liverpool and City at the weekend, Oliver. Uh, Oliver, yeah, yeah, Charlie was poor. And the I best thing he did was end the minute silence. After yeah, and two. I, I think, I think he's the best referee in the league. Mm-hmm. I thought he was poor. You know, um, I think what he did was he, he tried to let things go, or he wanted a, wanted the game to flow, or I just think he, but he maybe kind of let it flow, let it go, let certain things go a little bit too much to the point where it was kind of like I think Fernandinho should have been sent off about seventeen times, mm. 
at least before he even got a yellow card. But uh, I think that's what he was probably trying to do was it's a big Man City v Liverpool. It's a it's an FA Cup semi-final. Let's kind of let these two go at each other. But I just think he kind of missed the mark a little bit, to be honest with you. I think he did as well. Um, before we go on, I just want to give a shout out to our, one of our sponsors, which is IP Vanish. So we spoke about IP Vanish last night. Um, we're going to do it throughout the week. We're, we're promoting this for the week for IP Vanish, which is cool. Um, IP Vanish are a VPN service that you can use. Um, they have a special offer for Liverpool, or for Liverpool and LFC Day Trippers fans. Um, in particular, they listen to these shows. The link is in the description. You can go there and click on it and you will get your VPN for about $3.20 a month. It's a special, um, yearly rate that they're doing. $3.20 a month it works out, which is really good considering, um, a lot of VPNs out there can cost you anywhere from eight to fifteen dollars a month. What does it do? Um, it just gives you added security. Um, it, it, it keeps your private data. Um, it keeps it away from hackers, advertisers, um, prying eyes. Really, um, VPN. It's an. It's very easy to, to keep you know a pri- keep yourself private and secure on the internet. Um, Encrypting 100% of your data, which is always good. Uh, private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded um, from falling into the wrong hands. That's why people use VPNs. Your physical location can be hidden, which is also good as well. Um, makes you virtually invisible online. It's fa- it's that simple. You can use it on um, computers, tablets, phones doesn't affect the speed of your machine when you when you have it in there um so if you're at home or you're out or you, whatever you're doing um you can go online with ip vanish and it protects you as much as it possibly can um look it's a special offer for our um viewers it's basically 70% off for the year. Um, does a 30 bit day money back guarantee, which is good. So it's about, it's, it's literally like getting nine months free. Um, they're rated 4.6 out of five on Trust, uh, Trustpilot as well. So you know that, um, they are highly rated and they've been, um, loads and loads of people are rating IP Vanish. If you want to take up this offer, as I said, the link is in the description. If you don't, if you don't want to go through the link and you just want to get it later on or whatever you do, um, www.ipvanish.com forward slash daytrippers and you will get that offer, which will get you your, um, VPN for a year for less than $40. Um, yeah, it would be about less than, just less than $40, which is really, really good. So go and check them out. IP Vanish. Um, let me see, let me see, let me see. Any more winners? I think Dylan has one there. Probably Eddie Howe. Oh, yeah. Dylan says, Eddie Howe has done a great job at Newcastle. Next season with a full pre-season and more signs, they will be certainly be one to watch. They've pulled away now, Emma. Um, mm. You know, that win against Wolves was big. Um, Friday night, you know, throws down another marker. You see Brentford winning. Um, Burnley get a point. Um y- it's it's just another, they're safe now they're they're safe so they'll be looking at next season will Eddie House will be in the job I'm not too sure I'm gonna throw it out there but they will have gargantuan amount of money to spend like it's like anyone that thinks they won't like wait and watch because they will go for anybody they think they can um, but no they've done a good job they've they've been a bit hot and cold of late but overall Emmett they've they've done well to get over because I thought. 
halfway through the season, I thought they looked doomed, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I, I think they were in a position where only two teams had ever stayed up after being in that position, was it? Or one team or something like that. I think coming up to Christmas, they were in a position where everybody had them dead and buried. So I don't know how much, like, I, look, Eddie Hay was obviously in charge. I'm not sure how much of it is down to him um, and maybe more down to signings. Did he make the signings? Did somebody else make the signings? But I was listening to a, a podcast earlier on. They were saying even the atmosphere around Newcastle, and I mean, the atmosphere at Newcastle Stadium is normally fantastic. It's probably one of the, the better of them. But they said that even the, the atmosphere is slightly different um, and the way that the Newcastle fans are enjoying games is slightly different to what it has been in the past. Mm. So I think it's a complete turnaround for the club. Um, yeah, they'll probably spend hundreds of millions in the summer. Um, I think Guimaraes, I'd never heard of him, to be honest with you, before obviously listening to this podcast. Um, but he looks an absolute player, like they were saying. He's, he's like Kante with, with goals. Mm. Um, and to come out after the game and say he wants to play hundreds of games at, at St. James's Park, like that's exactly what you want to hear, especially the Newcastle. Newcastle fans will love that mm. coming from him. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? <coughs> Whether you like it or I don't like it, um, it's going to happen. They're going to spend a lot of money um, and no one can stop them. Um you know, there's always the argument over the ownership of Newcastle and how it came about and who's doing it. But at the end of the day, they're here. And when they're here, they're going to make a massive splash. It's a bit like when you think back to 2008, 9, 10, maybe, when Man City started really putting the pedal down. Um, when you think of 2004, 2003, 2004, when Chelsea started to put, put the hammer down. Um We've seen it all before, and club, other clubs are going to have to react and continue to get better and better. You know, I'm not saying Newcastle will challenge for titles or anything next year, but the trajectory that they're possibly going to be on with the money they have in place and um, the stadium they have, um, they, you know, they could be real, real contenders. I think in the next two to three years, you never know. It depends how big they go in the summer. You know, it doesn't take, I don't think it takes an awful lot in this league to jump from 10th or 12th into proper top four contention. Doesn't no, sure, look at, look at West Ham. Yeah, doesn't take This season. Um, Tierney McVeigh says, oh, I want this one. Hold on. No, I'm not letting <laughs> this go. Um, <laughs> Rogers posturing for the Newcastle job in a post-game interview. Very cringy. Didn't see the interview, but I do believe 100% that Brendan Rogers would be um, flashing his bits at Newcastle for that job. Um, so if, if anyone wants to get me the quotes or throw a link at me as to watch it, but what a man. What a fucking man that is. Um, let me see. Stefan Max says Newcastle are just another nail in the coffin of the game. Um, yeah, could be. Um, Reclaimer wants 100 likes. 211 people watching, 87 likes. If you want to hit that, go ahead. Um Anyone has any winners, throw them in there. Any losers, throw them in there. We're going to get to bet, mate, in a minute and pick our team. Or you're going to help us pick our team, rather, for uh, the Liverpool v Manchester United. Um, might get back to winners or losers in a, in a minute from the weekend, but just looking forward a little bit. Um, um, Liverpool play Manchester United tomorrow. Um, the lads on the fatback four last night. Um, well, I was there. Like, I'm not pretending I wasn't. But the three lads, um, I asked them about the Manchester United game and they are extremely confident going into this one um, 
I have heard bits like Fred is missing, McTominay's missing. It looks like Ronaldo won't play. I'll be flabbergasted if he plays tomorrow. I can't see it. Um, but I think Varane is missing. Um, Shaw is out. Wambasaka is out. I don't know how true all these are, but that's a lot of names to be missing from a team that, for me, and Keith said it last night, the, the stuff they're offering up is just shocking. Yeah. It's like they don't want it's it, if you offer the end of season tomorrow, they I think I'd imagine they take your hand off for it. Players just don't seem to want to play. Like in years gone by, maybe if Liverpool were going not, not even for a quadruple, because that's nearly unheard of, but if they're if they're going for the league any years gone by, United players would be all up for coming and putting a, a, a spanner in the works for us going for a, a title. I don't see any of that kind of fight out of them. Even their like their own fans. Like I'm, I'm in WhatsApp groups with Manchester United fans, and the like the banter's gone just as bad as their football. Like it's non-existent. Um, so I have no fear whatsoever. They can even if all of those players are fit. I, I honestly don't think they lay a glove on us. Like I said, they there's even with other teams coming. Like there's always this where if you put a bit of pressure on Liverpool, and and even in recent years, if teams put a little bit of pressure on us, we might kind of buckle a little bit at the back. But like, look at the pressure that was put on us the weekend against one of the best teams in the world at the moment, along with ourselves, and we stood up to the test. So, I think teams are coming and thinking, not not is it even more that while having a go at them, but like it's nearly a, I think some teams I think it's nearly a foregone conclusion. Mm. That it's uh, like a draw is nearly our best result because we just have that aura about us now. And again, it's not just Liverpool fans that are saying it. You're, you listen to, I know Clinton Morrison wouldn't be the best person in the world to be kind of using as an example, but he's just saying he doesn't see who beats us. He just doesn't see who beats us. There's other pundits have said he can't, like even, even Roy Keane, like coming out, I must break his heart. Seeing how good we Roy are, Keane and having to talk about how good we are. Oh, oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, but um, to hear that, like it, it is like that's what kind of makes me like I that what's that's that's what kind of makes me feel like it's it's on, like who's gonna stop us? Do you know what I mean? Well, oh, look if if you're looking at United tomorrow, just taking this one, that one in isolation, mm-hmm. you're probably looking at the Hay and goal. Teller's left back. Mm. Maguire centre back with Lindelof. Who does he play right back? Wambasa or Dele, 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 or whatever his name is, yeah. Um he's no McTominay, he's no Fred, so he'd probably have to play Matic in midfield. Pogba. With Pogba in a two. And then he'd probably look at Sancho, Fernandez. Rashford maybe after right. Alanga, someone like Yeah, that. maybe, yeah. You know, I look at that team and I think, well, midfield, the two midfield are going to have an awful time. Um, Tellez and the lot against whatever we put up there is madness. Um, and then Lindelof, I, I don't mind Lindelof. I think I think he gets them out of more trouble than he gets them into. Maguire mm. um, is just a nightmare. Like, he's just a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Um, it's. I'm confident going in tomorrow. 
I did. I was speaking to United fan, and I always mentioned this person. He's, he's my brother-in-law. I'm big United fan, and I said to him at the weekend, Easter Sunday. I said you're back in the top four race, blah blah. And he said, Yeah, until Tuesday when we get knocked back over again. And I went really, and he goes, um, Yeah, he says like he said. My only hope is that I've seen brilliant Manchester United teams drop points to Liverpool sides that you would 100% expect to be. But that's about 10% of me is thinking that. 90% of me thinks we will absolutely get bashed. Um, and we'll have to wait and see. Apparently some breaking news on the Daily Mail website is that uh, City have agreed to deal with Haaland, 500 grand a week. Um, oh, the money I've seen for that was incredible. 150 million um, to be paid to Borussia Dortmund, his father and his agent. And he's going to be on a million a week gross. 40 million a year or something. Yeah, so, yeah I, I fully expect that to happen. Um, I have done for a while. Um, but your brother in law is right. You never go into these games. Or you, in, in past times, you've never kind of gone into these games. You'd be confident. But still, at, at the back of your head, it's kind of like you could end up getting your arse handed to you at the same time. I've never been as confident going into these games. It's, and it's, it's because I feel that United aren't confident. Not their fans, the actual yeah, team themselves. Oh, oh, the team to me, no like, like, the team to me that, that United team, from what I've seen them over the last six months, especially, even probably since Ranyuk came in, because he's ruffled a few feathers for, for me. But when I look at them, I see a team that just wants the season to be over. I see loads of players that want the season to be over so they can sort their own futures out and go from there. There's a lot of them there, I think, that want their futures sorted out. Like, and I'm not talking just Ronaldo or Cavani, cause they're, but I, I even think the likes of Rashford, the likes of... Um, even the likes of fucking um, Lindelof or, or Wambasa. I think there's loads of them are looking going, I, I couldn't be asked with this. You know what I mean? And they might make it easier for the new Manchester United manager coming in because they want to go and he probably wants them. Um, but we have to wait. You know, what, you know speak volumes as well is that I, I saw a video, I don't know who it was that was saying it, but apparently a lot of the players have actually reached out to Donny van der Beek, or van der Beek or whatever mm. way you pronounce his name, and asked about Ten Hag. Mm. And like... I just found that a little bit strange. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like the, the, if if the rumors are, are to believe that, that, like the changing room, like, do you know what I mean? They they have an awful lot of say in what goes on, or they've had an awful lot of say in what goes on. Like the fact that they're reaching out to Donny Van de Beek and asking about this manager, it's like trying to get a feel of what he's like. Now, Donny Van de Beek has said, "You're all gonna absolutely hate him because his training is completely different to what you've ever done before." Mm. But it just, I just felt it was a bit strange that. Okay, maybe one or two asking about, but it's like the the changing room are kind of nearly trying to have a say in who actually comes in as manager. I know they won't, but the fact that they're actually making inquiries with Donny about what this Ten Hag lad is like, it's kind of like it's nearly like when I don't know when you get a new boss, you try and kind of be nice to them or try and be pally in case you want the old sly day off or something like that. My 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 only my concern of Ten Hag is that I've had to ask for so many things going in here. So many things to change in order to take the job. You know, it's like someone going, in, he should be coming in there going, A, B and C, we need to change, the rest is good, but there's so much there that he's looking for like fucking page reams of stuff that to, to change and he wants um, 
he wants assurances on them all, you know. But I don't know how long the insurance assurances will last. Um, mm. but but we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Right, bet me. Um, Liverpool versus Manchester United. These are the rules. Okay, eleven players. You can only pick max six from Liverpool. So you can pick six from Liverpool, five from Manchester United. Two goalkeepers, three defenders, three midfielders, three strikers. We'll pick our starting eleven then. Four on the bench. Um, captain gets double points, and the vice captain gets one point five. Um, of their points so we're going to get people in the chat to help us out with this if that's okay so there it is up on screen um the pot closes at five to eight tomorrow evening it's five pound to enter um minimum 300 pound payout it is uk based before anybody starts at me it is uk based but you can go if you're in the uk or you know something in the uk that you want to play along with you go to there's a link in the description again for bet me you go in there you download the app you get a free pot actually when you download the app to get you you know so you can find out where you are and how things work you can enter for five pounds you can play this game it's basically fancy football but there's no budget uh, as in you know oh salah is 12 million and diaz is 10 and i can't afford them you just pick players there's points scored on goals saves interceptions passes tackles all that sort of stuff so i'm going to nominate or just just say yes in the chat if you would like to um play this if you would like to pick the six liverpool players type in yes if you would like to pick the five manchester united players following that type in united and we go from there. Uh, Steve Nichol reckons Ten Hag has ruined his career. Um, Kieran B says, that kid Lingard, can I pick him? We might see him <laughs> tomorrow, actually. Um, I'm a half bottle, I'm a bottle, half a bottle of vodka deep. It might be a good idea to ignore me, says Jay Star. I think I've got his name right now because I think he said it earlier to me. Um, so just say yes if you want to pick the Liverpool players. We pick the six Liverpool, then we pick the five United. We put them together, we pick a starting lineup, and we go from there. Alex says yes. He's the first man to say yes. Alex, give us six Liverpool players, okay? Remember, um, you can go wherever you want. But we'll have to, you will literally have to have, um, yeah, no, you can put all the Liverpool players in your starting lineup, couldn't you? Um, bar one, I think. Yeah, bar one. So, um, or Alisson is going to pick the United ones. He's, he said yes. Or he said United. So, Alex is going to give us six Liverpool players. Or Alisson is going to give us five United players. And um, we're going to go from there. So, um, Chris Brack is throwing names Chris Brack is not allowed to throw names you're not in this game Chris you're only meant to take the fucking names alright so chill out um, if you were going for this though if you were playing this Emma who would you go for who's who's the player tomorrow that you think will A will start and B will have a massive influence on it because with, with this game you have you know goalkeepers for saves but also clean sheets defenders for clean sheets and goals obviously get more for goals and forwards deal but stuff like interceptions and stuff like that that's where you might want to put a United player in you might have to intercept an awful lot that's what I was thinking yeah I was thinking if you obviously you're going to pick the two keepers Alisson and De Gea but who do you actually start so Alisson I think would be a model for a clean sheet but how many saves is De Gea going to make but the thing is if De Gea Gea makes 10 saves and concedes 4 goals I don't think he makes I don't yeah. think he makes anything. Veranda Cheese says, why can't I pick players? <laughs> well, I've asked them. I've asked people to say yes and you didn't say yes. Pick players if you want. 
you know what I mean? Stop moaning. He's moaning every night at me. And I'm going to get off this now and go on to the Xbox room. And he's like, he just pretends nothing happens. He just throws fits every night and pretends that nothing happens. Um, R. Allison has put in his team. Uh, but here we go. I have to wait, R. Allison, because I have to see who Alex picks. So he has gone for Jota. Okay. Jota. Henderson. Salah. Matip. Fabinho and Ali. Okay. Oh, Chris Bracken needs to tell me if Jota is down as a midfielder here or a forward. He said you can put all of, all of Liverpool's six in the starting seven as well. Yeah, you can put the six in, yeah, and you have to have one United player. Yeah, yeah. So. I think I think Jota I think Jota um might be a forward right so we we have Allison okay so we need a keeper for United we have Matip so we need two defenders for United we've Hendo and Fab so we need one midfielder for United and we've Salah and Jota so we need one striker for United so um if I go back up here if I go back up here our Allison says um. De Gea, well, he can't put De Gea Pogba with Fred McTominay, and Fred McTominay won't play. Um, so you need to go. So, or Allison, if you're watching, um, you need to pick me a goalkeeper, two defenders, um, a midfielder, and a striker. Is that right? Yeah, five players. So, or Allison, um, Needs to pick us five. Let's see if we did pick. And I'll put a few in and then I'll let him pick us. He has Lindelof. Okay, I'll let Lindelof go in there. Um, he has... De Gea Pogba. I'd say well. De Gea Pogba. So he needs one more United defender. And he needs one striker for United. That's what he needs. So we'll come back to him in a minute. Um, let me see. Um... What team do you think Liverpool play tomorrow? I think they should go as as strong as possible. Mm. I really do. Five day um, break to Everton. Yeah. Um. I. I. I reckon he's. I know Salah could do with a, a rest, or we all think he could do with a rest. Nobody mm. really kind of knows. And um, people say that he's playing that way because he's tired. It's not necessarily going to be the case, but he has like a. He has looked sharp. He's not been. I don't think he's played bad. Just hasn't scored, and that's the beauty of. I mean, even going back in the last few seasons, where we had Bobby Mane and Salah. If if one of them went off the boil, the other one would pick up the the goals, and that's what Mane has done. Now we also have Jota and Diaz as well in there. So, um, I think he'll probably persist with Salah. If I'm being honest, um, I think you could probably see Jota and. Bobby start up front with him. Bobby yeah. in the middle, Jota L on the left. Um, midfield, I think you probably see Hendo come back in to start. And you might see Thiago maybe drop out. I think Fabinho will start. I have a feeling that he might throw Jones in tomorrow. Okay. I know Kate start at the weekend. Um and then I think it's just probably going to be the usual back four, um, Trent, Matip, Van Dijk and Rabo. Hmm. He may he may even throw in Simicas. But look, I, and I've said this, and people are probably sick of, of me saying this, 
you could put out four or five different teams and nobody's going to go, oh, well, I'm a little bit worried now with that team. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's unusual to see some of the, the lineups that he puts out, but I, I don't think... Like okay, it's probably not as strong as our strongest lineup, but it's it's not like it's not like he's putting out a league cup team. Like do you know what I mean? These these people come in and these players come in and are nearly like for like replacements. Okay. Um. So I think Allison, Trent, Matip, Van Dijk, I'll go Robbo, Fabinho, Henderson, Jones, Salah, Bobby, Jota. Okay. That's what I'd go. Yeah. Look, you have played Saturday. Uh, it was a tough game Saturday. Um. The Thiago one's interesting because I think they will try to protect him at times. Um, but did he go again? Like, I'm always of, of the opinion that could he just go again as close to what you're seeing on Saturday and then you have that five-day break where you could nearly go again then. You know, the sort of way. Um, for me, I'd play Allison Trent. Yeah, I'm all right with Matip because I think Matip, Matip plays against Benfica and then they give him that rest. I think he comes back in with Van Dijk. I think Robertson does play. I think Fabinho will play. I think um, I can see Henderson getting a start. I think Fabinho, Henderson. The Jones one's interesting, but I think he might just go Thiago again. I think he might. Up front, I'd definitely play Diaz. Um, I'd definitely play Jota. Well, I'd definitely play Diaz, and I think Salah definitely starts. So it's now, it's, now it's a case of do you take Manny out after being scored so well, or do you put Jota in? It's... Um, it's it, it's a difficult one, but it's it's a nice difficult one if you know what I mean. And I, I don't think when we're picking these, and I can see some of the comments there. Uh, I think it's Curtis says, "I hope Mane doesn't get dropped." I look, I hope so as well. But I just think that with the games that are coming up, and whenever we pick these teams, I'm not suggesting that I think a person should be dropped. It's just that it's getting minutes into the legs for these lads that maybe didn't start the last game. And and rotating like it's it's eleven is eleven games left to go you know, eleven possible games left to go. Mm. Um, Actually, do you know what? About, it's just about keeping lads ticking over. I think at this stage. Yeah, and some men. Do you know what? I, I I actually think he mightn't do Thiago. I think he might do Henderson, Kate. Mm. I think he might do that. But either way, I'm I'm gone. I'm gone. The way I'm gone now is like just put the eleven in, and I'm happy with it because you can't argue with them. Where where are you going meant to bring an argument from? Like, how the fuck are you meant to watch a Liverpool 11 being named and go, oh, this is a lot of bollocks. Like, come on. Do you know what I mean? Look where we are. Um, they are out there, though, Gav. Oh, they are out there. Well, listen, it's like, it's like Gary Neville. Ignore him. Like, all I did see Gary Neville's tweet today about it being one year on from the Super League and um, managed to um, crowbar in a thing about the Glazers when he's literally fucking mental, that fella. Um, right, we have... Uh, Courtesy of Alex and or Allison. We have Allison and De Gea as our goalkeepers. We have Matip Shaw Lindelof as our defenders. I'm not too sure if Shaw starts, but we'll put him in. Um Hendo Fabinho Pogba as our three midfielders. Salah Jota Sancho as our front three. So um I think our starters will be Allison. Yeah. Yeah. Allison. You have to have two defenders. I think Matip and Lindelof are a good show. Um, you're only leaving one Liverpool player out this, aren't you? Really? One, two, three. Yeah, should have six. Should be able to put all six in, no? Oh, you would be able to, yeah. So we have Hendo, Fabinho, 
Salah, Jota. Okay, so for, for Chris out there, Chris, it's Alisson and De Gea, Matt Alisson starting, Matip and Lindelof starting, Shaw on the bench, Hendo and Fabinho starting, Pogba on the bench, Salah and Jota starting, Sancho on the bench. That was your bet, maybe. And as I said, the captain um, and vice captain. Oh, captains and vice. Let Veranda Cheese pick that one. He wanted to pick the player. Okay, we let Veranda Cheese pick the captain <laughs> and the vice captain. Okay, um, if Veranda Cheese would like to give us, um, if you would like to give us the captain and the vice captain, Shaw is out for the season. Let's pick another United defender. Um, let's just throw one in. Tellez. He's on the bench anyway. Put Tellez in. All right. Um, yeah, that's that's the team. Um, we've called it out for Chris. We're waiting on Veranda Cheers to give us the captain and the voice captain because he got very upset a little while ago. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me get back here. Um, I think we're nearly done. I think we're nearly done. We've talked about loads of teams in the Premier League. Managers, uh, referees, um, games, both on the weekend and coming up. Um, yeah, I think we're done. Have you anything else before we go? I have to wait for Veranda Cheese now. We'll be here all bleeding yeah. night waiting on him. If he doesn't come back in one minute, if he doesn't come back in one minute, we're just picking the captain and voice captain ourselves. Anything else though before we go? Ah, uh, okay. Right, Veranda Cheese is just being an eleven-year-old child. So, um, captain um, Salah, I think he breaks the score and duck tomorrow. Um, voice captain Fabinho, I think he's going to do his best to mop up as much as he possibly can. That's coming um, from United tomorrow. Um, our charity. Is Failacon. The link is in the description. Failacon is a fantastic charity. It is a charity um, which is completely run on donations, completely run by volunteers. Um, and it is a charity that helps people, um, parents who have lost children through during pregnancy or just after uh, the birth of their child. It helps them, it counsels them. Um, and it's just, it's so good. It's so good. Um, and it's one we're very, very proud to be um, walking alongside this season. Um, 10,000 euros is our target. Um, I said it last night, I don't think we'll make it to that. And you know what? Oh, I'm a bit disappointed in that. I am not in people in general. I'm just a bit disappointed. Maybe we, we put a target too close on it. Um, but we'll keep going till we get to the 10k. Our golf day is on the 10th of June. We're hoping to have it done by then and be able to present the money to Failacon. But what we'll do is we will present whatever we have to Failacon on the 10th of June. And whatever's left to do, we will continue to um, look for donations until we hit the 10k. Um, as I said, it's a brilliant, brilliant charity for parents that have lost children through during pregnancy and, and um, shortly after birth. And the work they did was exceptional. If you go onto their website, Failacon, um, which is in the description as well. If you go in there, you'll see that and it'll tell you how much, what money would help them, what sort of money would help them. 10,000 euros would help them for years. And I mean that, years. So if you can get into the description and if you can get, um, if you can donate, absolutely donate. If you can't donate, just share it. And when you're sharing it, tell people you're sharing it to you. Look, have a look at this. Donate if you can. If you can, please share it on and tell the people you're sharing it to to do the same. And hopefully, you never know, 
things might pick up massively in the next six weeks or so, seven weeks, and we will get to that 10k before the golf day. But as I said, we don't give up. Um, we didn't give up on um, Keane. We didn't give up on Sienna. We're definitely not giving up on Felicon. So we will keep going until we get to that 10k. Um, are we all good, Emma? Are we good to go? All good. I think Steve, Red Steve, was looking for some crisp chat there. I want to. I want to know actually what's everybody's favourite Easter egg. <sighs> no. I can't get into this right chat without Andy Young being here. Um, All right. It's in our contract. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but um, the Galaxy Easter eggs are lovely. Um, United Sports of America says, new to the channel, do they read the comments? <laughs> There's your answer, my friend. Um, he does hope, he says earlier, I hope we get top four. We may need your help. Well, we're going to beat you at Anfield, but we'll do our best in other games if that's okay. You know, it's Sports of America. I'm watching this on YouTube on the Xbox and it's about a minute behind. Sorry for the delays as Veranda is. Oh, um, it's all right. I'll be on there in a minute and we'll, we'll have a chat about it. Um, chocolate wise, loads of people like Cabri, so I like Galaxy. Least, a lint Easter egg. Training's trying an absolute curveball yeah. in where's Andy is he okay Andy is brilliant um, he's great he's extremely busy in work um, um, we knew he was going to be extremely busy in work um, from Christmas onwards but hopefully soon we will have him back talking about he's missed Easter so fuck him but um, I'm sure we can find something else I'm only messing we can find something else cream eggs oh, not sure anything Cabrio Galaxy says J Star Galaxy of fruit and nut, says Chris Brack. I fucking detest fruit and nut. Um, cream eggs are the business, says Red Steve. Cream eggs are, uh, are Satan's sponsors, Alex. Jesus. Um, look, I've just started here. Buttons, <laughs> Easter eggs for me. I'm simple, says Tom Bolland. I like buttons. I like joint buttons. I like the joint buttons as well. Um, I'm looking up here. I've loads of stuff here. I have Terry's chocolate orange here. M&M. Crispy M&Ms are amazing, by the way. Oh, yeah. um, mini eggs, quality. Um, orange twirl, I can see here. Um, and I got a Reese's one, and I was—I have to say—I was really disappointed. Reese's, but yeah, other peanut than the, the butternut, the peanut butter cups—they're yeah. absolutely gorgeous, right? But the egg was tiny, yeah. and it was like a cross between dark chocolate and milk chocolate. It was actually right. it was rotten. Now the, the little lad got one as well, and he came in. And he said, "Can I have your cups?" I get now just before I had opened mine. Yeah. He says, "Can I have your butternut cups?" And he said, "And I'll give you my egg." And I was like, "Ah, yeah, grand." the little shit obviously knew that the egg was absolutely rotten <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, no Easter eggs uh, any Easter eggs are good with a good cup of tea in my opinion um, most of them <coughs> excuse me most of them do what mint crisps as Dazzler well what a shout mint crisps are great golden crisps are also great whole nut are great um, but fruit and nut can fuck off in my opinion Um that is it. That has been winners and losers. Thanks for joining us. We will be back tomorrow night with full-time Reds after Liverpool versus Manchester United. We will have a midweek fix on Wednesday. We will have tours the off. We will have sports unplugged on Friday. Um, we will have, we should have a full-time Reds for Liverpool v Everton on Sunday and a fat back for. Um, if anyone's in Liverpool over the weekend, let me know. If you fancy a point, let me know. And I am bringing some stuff with me that I may be able to do a show or two while I'm over there. But then again, the dreaded drink you know yourself all um, it, you start you head off with great 
great ambitions and stuff like that and then you just end up in a boozer in Liverpool and you know I'll see you on Monday that's that's basically how it goes uh, the best Liverpool podcast by far up the quad chasing red says Jace there he's half a bottle of vodka deep though so we don't know if we can believe him and um, you see I have a great memory Jace there I have a great memory that has been it talk to you in a bit over now Sports Social Podcast Network <laughs> 